Welcome, friends. I very much enjoyed this conversation today, and I'm hoping that you will as well. Uh, today we had on Tyler McFarland. I've known him since high school, um, and the first chance I really got to know him was when we were on a trip to Yellowstone as part of a photo trip that our school was doing. Um, we had a lot of fun just you know, expressing our passion for photography and doing our own art stuff there, and it was a unique experience to really get to know the type of community that um, Tyler thrives in. And it's become one that I also have come to really appreciate um, the value and and the support of the people. And uh, Tyler is a phenomenally hard worker. He makes photos like unlike anyone else I've ever seen. He puts in so much work for him and he's getting up that ladder uh, right now. He's working for BSU as the uh, football team photographer. Um, and we go into that in this episode. Uh, all I can really say is that Tyler is an inspiration to me. He always has been um, from an art standpoint. And I thought it was really exciting to go into some of that philosophy about art with him. So without further delay, here is our man, Tyler McFarlane. Today, we have the stunning, sensual, masculine, <laughs> monstrously muscled man, Tyler McFarlane, to come join us today and explain what he appreciates in life. That's kind of you. Thank you for yeah, having me and that beautiful intro. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one thing I want to start off with is you've had a lot going on uh, recently. And you are so I know you as an incredible photographer and I know how much time you put in that stuff. And it's insane. You're a workhorse. So, I mean, where's that brought you now? Because you're doing stuff with BSU, right? I am. Right. I uh, take a lot of photos for the football team. And that seems to be what takes up a lot of my creative time lately a lot of football photos yeah how to get that position um so there was a the past artist who worked at boise state he was um he was working there for four years and he got a dm his senior year from the panthers that said hey we we love your stuff we want to come we want you to come work for us and that's fucking cool yeah he said he said absolutely and then i had already followed him on instagram because i loved his work too just like just like everybody. And um, and yeah, he had a portfolio review one day. He's like, young creators, come send me a DM. Let me check out your stuff. And I sent him a DM and he responded and said, hey, let's have a Zoom call. I love your, I love some of your stuff. And I did. And I told him I was going to Boise State. And he's like, I'll hit you up with my contact there to see if you can fill my position. And that's what I did. And now that's where I am. And I love it. Yeah, Damn, you got so, really so, lucky, man. I did. I did. So how are you enjoying that so far? It's awesome. I love working with the team and super, super fast paced. So kind of before this, I've been used to working a lot of like everything super slow paced and kind of methodical with photography, some art form or whatever. But yeah. it's it's a lot more, I, I, a lot more structured and a lot more demanding, but I definitely appreciate it a lot more that way. I remember you saying at one point that like, making hype videos for football teams was like your dream and you kind of you're, you're there basically <laughs> yeah man it's it's pretty cool i probably transitioned to a little more of the photo side of things now but it's it's the same concept and i still still love it yeah 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 i saw some of the work that you posted recently and it's looking really good man thank you thank you seriously you're a talented artist Thanks, i'm man. gonna give you that <laughs> uh well like you are you're deserving of more than that. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you that as if I'm the authority on this. Um, so you have that going for you. 
And I'm looking at your glasses. Are those proof I wear? No, oh my gosh, they are proof. So that is my, that's my internship right now. And so I'm working at Boise State um, with the football team. And I'm also working as an intern at Proof Eyewear, making their editorials and their advertisements. So as I mentioned earlier, it's like a lot of arts methodical and thought out. And this is definitely one of those like put time into what you're making so it can be as perfected as it can. Just so it can be bite sized on social media, which I think is a little bit annoying and a little bit undermining for artists in general. Not really me because I don't know. I don't take it too personally but um it's just the nature of the beast yeah it's just the nature of it and so yeah i've been doing that for two months now making their advertisements and shooting a bunch of stuff for them which i i love so yeah that's really cool what's the studio like are you Um, legally allowed to tell me (laughs) oh proof proof is they're super open with whatever they do so it's a so it's not really a studio they do have a studio in there Mm -hmm. that has um i bring models to and stuff and shoot their still life so just of their like their their goods which is their wallets and their eyewear and glasses and stuff and whatever fashion stuff they have. And so I use that a bit to shoot like the product stuff, but it's a lot of going out in Boise and kind of getting that environmental aspect of the photos. Like where is it? What does it look like? And how can these products be shown in like their natural environment? It's a lot of that. Yeah. How much creative freedom do you have? In that, in both jobs? Yeah, let's go both. Both jobs. Um, way more than I was expecting. And just as much as I was hoping for, because it's a lot of, um, yeah, it's a, even though they're fairly pressured environments to make photos in, mm-hmm. it seems like people, people don't really judge you based on the, the, um, the work itself entirely. They base on timing, which I think is why a lot of artists stick to their own freelancing work is because they want to be able to have the time they want to do what they want. That's understandable. I really enjoy the kind of the regiment of it and how, how it, um, I don't know, it pushes me to get things in on time, which I think is super helpful for definitely professional. That makes sense for you because I've always seen you as a pretty fast-paced person. Yeah, thanks like you have that. a lot of energy. Seriously, I think so. I a lot more so. than I do. I wish I had. It. I think so. <laughs> so. You're doing it full time too for school, right? I am. I am a media arts major, and yeah, that uh, honestly has not been too hard so far. So football's taking up the majority of my time, but yes, that is that is my I guess should be my main focus. So yeah, I mean, I think that it's good that you're getting experience in earlier. Yeah, you know, because uh-huh. I mean, you, you said with the guy that was doing your position before you, like he didn't even complete college. Yeah, he, he just a, he, he could easily use a semester away, but I mean, he he had something that you you just don't give up so yeah, yeah. are you hoping that's going to happen to you um I, i'm not relying on it because i mean that just that doesn't really happen but it happened for him and you know we're really lucky here in boise to have a great football team that has tons of public exposure so i wouldn't be opposed if something like that happened but yeah so yeah. for any uh for any teams out there if you're looking for a media <laughs> manager or, or a sports photographer um hit up tyler here I gotcha. He's very talented. He's got you covered. <laughs> also give him full tuition if he's still in college. <laughs> so you're treated as an athlete in that position, right? Um, I, I get a lot of the similar benefits. I don't know how much I can say, but it's super, it's super cool to be with players a lot of times and kind of treated in a way where my work feels important and not just like an asset to a bigger 
a bigger cause, which it definitely is. It's only an asset to the football team as a bigger cause. But I mean, I I like how they make me feel like I'm doing something to help the team progress as a whole and not just not just be there for to to show what they're doing, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. well, I mean, people like me, you know, we're still scrolling around on social media and then we see a video that you made <laughs> and it gets us hyped. It, yeah, it, they're so fucking cool. Thanks, man. It, it's a cool form of art. And, you know, given the energy that you have, I think it makes sense that you would want to edit like, sports videos yeah, thanks, and do photography <laughs> for them, too. It, it yeah. just makes sense in my mind. Um, so. I understand that they give you a certain amount of creativity and I'm happy that it's a lot more than you're expecting because creativity is so important in art. But I mean, what are you doing outside of that? Outside of the creative aspect of the job or just outside of art in general? Just outside of the job. Like what, you're still taking your own photography, right? Yeah. So um, I guess I have been kind of laying off the personal work a little bit, but um, before I was doing a bit of graphic design, trying to learn, trying to learn how to design things. And I'm, um, I was and kind of still am making a book oh. with um, with one of my friends, and it's it's super cool to be able to have that that separation between um, working for others and working for yourself. So I think that's super important to keep in art. I was gonna. So am I allowed to ask you what the book is, or is that yeah. something you want to keep? Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a lot about kind of um, concepts, and it's gonna have illustrations in it too. Hopefully, when it's done, it's taking forever, but. I really like the the longevity of it. So having a physical book that I can keep and look back on, like more than just a portfolio book, but kind of what was going through my mind at this time in my life, because I know I'm gonna want to look back and see yeah. what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, it's a it's super cool to learn new mediums, like especially if it's not even really artistic, just like web design or yeah. or book design. It's super super awesome, and I definitely definitely love the idea of keeping other forms of art in my life that's not just photos who are you doing it with um so i have two people helping me with it um ben lim ben my man ben, ben. <laughs> wait is he in boise right now or no is he gone? he's going to rhode island school of design oh it's like God. number one design school yeah insane for him and yeah. i really want to have him on i love ben so yeah. much he's really insanely <laughs> he doesn't give off the vibe that you know, he's actually a fucking genius, yeah. but he is. <laughs> yeah, he, there's something, um, something up with his brain, but no, he would love to be on something like this. He, he's doing a lot of the designing of kind of the concepts and he's way more conceptual than I am. I'm way more physical with my work, just thinking directly, directly on what I wanted to say, but he, he has something's up in his brain. He's just, he's built different. And he, um, it was kind of, if, Kind of a little bit postponed due to COVID. His yeah. parents were pretty locked down. But hopefully we get that start up again. And then the other person helping me with it, it with imagery, like actual images, is a, a a guy named Cam. He's super, super intelligent and he's a pretty creative guy. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to be able to make stuff with both of them. So yeah. Absolutely. Do you do you find creativity in general when you're doing photography to be something uh something meditative for yourself? Or is it more of a, a task that you have in your mind? No, it's, um, I would say it's not as much the task part. I do like the feeling of being able to complete something that I'm happy with. That's always a good feeling when yeah. you've been working on something for so long and finally get it done. Yeah. It's um, nice. I do, th I think I have a different take on creativity in general. Maybe it's not kind of the typical art take, but a lot of people like creativity in a way to express themselves, but uh, I don't really even think of it that way. I'm not expressing myself. I just like, 
I really like being able to make something that I can be proud of and it looks cool. It doesn't have to mean anything to me. Like just something that looks cool that I know I made and I can be proud of and, and claim as my own. Is It's just, I think it's a good measurement for everyone to have is like a, kind of a place where you can you can see how you can get better and there's not really a limit to where you can where you can improve at because everyone's always been improving every artist everyone's improving in that way there's no there's no cap on creativity yeah absolutely it's individual to the person doing it yeah absolutely and, and that's part of the reason why i really I, I would like to i'd love to dig in more to your perspective on that because that's not typically what i hear you know you're right usually it's more about expressing oneself yeah um and i think that's a very powerful source of inspiration uh -huh. for what you're making but it, it sounds like you have a much more pragmatic approach towards it that it, it's something more do you find that um there's a certain amount of uh social recognition that you get from it or is it more just like wow like i did something that i wasn't i didn't know i was capable of doing yeah and i think um going off of that a lot of a lot of art is strongly based off of ego so yeah art is a super egotistical super egotistical thing and that feedback is what art thrives off of no matter you can say you can say that i don't care what other people think i'll make what you want but you're always gonna you're always gonna need that feedback um that's that's just a part of it and very rarely do people make art and then never show anyone yeah yeah and ben's kind of one of those people but and that's why he's so different <laughs> yeah he's such just, a cool person yeah but anyway yeah um especially photography i've noticed so I've had the chance to meet some super cool photographers and do some cool stuff with people. And I have gained a sense of that ego that's associated with it, which is really interesting because it feels like it shouldn't be nearly as competitive as other fields because mm. people are just making what they want to and everyone has their own different kind of viewpoint. But yeah, that feedback is kind of what I think grows that ego. And it's it's a weird dichotomy between the two because you wanna you wanna have people say you're good, but you also wanna make what you wanna make so it's um yeah it's just a weird the weird thing that comes with art and it's a challenge for all the, every photographer to overcome i think you got you kind of got to overcome it in order to progress yeah absolutely how is it that the ego involved in the artwork that you do how does that feed back into what you get inspired to do okay so i think a lot of um like if i get feedback that's negative it it will stop me from doing what I was doing. Like I won't, I, I just naturally won't try again to try to get good feedback. I'll just switch what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it definitely changes what I'm doing and it changes the artwork I make because if I am getting good feedback on something and I think I have real opportunity there, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pursue it because I mean, isn't that all what our identities is based off of? To a large extent, yeah, what we and, think of ourselves is what we think other people think of ourselves. Yeah, and so, and that plays into a lot of making photos. But generally, I'd say people are positive. People are positive, yeah. especially especially on social media. Even though it doesn't seem like it, people don't give you as much bad feedback as they do good. So that gives you a lot more, that that positive feedback can give you a lot more creative freedom than you think because people are going to support you even if even if it's something some people don't like they're not going to just straight up tell you they don't like it as much as they'll tell you so yeah how do you take criticism as a person um i've thought about that a lot recently so i think i used to take it a lot more when i felt like i was starting out but now that i 
feel like I know more technical side of things, it's a lot harder for me to take criticism, especially from people who, who I'm delivering the photos to who don't really know what goes into it. Because mm-hmm. if I'm putting a ton of work into something and someone says they don't like it, I'm like, well, you have to like it. I spent time on it. And you must like yeah, this. Yeah, you have to like this because I like it and I took longer in it than you did. So you're going to have to like this. But no, it's that's that's kind of the that's kind of the whole beast of commercial photography is it doesn't matter what you like. Like you are making stuff for people who don't know all the ins and outs of photography. So your job is to make them enjoy it and then move on, mm-hmm. which is hard, but it's the truth. Yeah. I think generally that's a big issue for a lot of creative people because um, whether it's a show you're working on or whether it's photography or, you know, hype videos or whatever mm-hmm. you're working on, you're always going to have some executive at the top yeah. who has to give you the green light for Definitely. the final product. And, you know, they may not know shit about what you're doing or what actually appeals to people. Mm-hmm. So I certainly think, you know, I agree. There's a sacrifice that needs to be made there, especially when you're working commercially. But I mean, how do you preserve your personal touch? Um, I think social media has a lot to do with that. So the fact that you're able to see a feed of stuff you've made, um, you can you can really kind of define what you like and what you don't in your own work. And going back to that feedback thing, other people can help you define it for you. But um, with social media, you're able to see a lot more of what other people can do versus what you can't do as well. And that can really help you find your place. I'm, I'm not going to act like I know the answer to that because I'm still working and my work is changing all the time. My Instagram feed is sporadic. I don't have a consistent theme yet. But yeah, just kind of trying to find your place in the industry based on what other people are doing is, is hard. Yeah, everyone goes through that. Absolutely. So in the long term, what are you wanting for yourself? Man, I don't even know, really. It's hard. <laughs> One day it's at hard. a time, especially in times like now. Yeah, but um, I do want to keep doing art and making things. Like, maybe not even art, just making things. I don't even care, like, if it's photography, but just making something that I can be proud of is kind of where it all stems for me. And if I can, if I can continue to make stuff I'm proud of, I feel like I can continue being fulfilled. So, yeah, just making something. I hope to continue with photography and editing i love that field and but if i find something that i like more i'll switch because it's not about what it's about why so and part of fine-tuning that process of you know ending up wherever you're going to end up yeah you know that definitely takes um your review of your own self-criticism of your work uh how do you react when you know something doesn't come up to your expectations artistically um yeah, that happens pretty often. So I think it happens to a lot of artists yeah. very often. Yeah, you just look at something that you spent a ton of time on. And you're like, well, this is just bad. Like, it's not that good. And this it's, is shit. <laughs> it's hard to face that fact. But when you realize that um, even though it might sound super pressing, no one really cares what you're doing. It's, it's comforting to know that. Yeah. So people care care what you're doing but not really so i mean if you're not putting out your best stuff or if you are going through a period of time where it feels like you're not making making stuff to the level you want to just stay consistent because people don't people don't care as much as you do a lot of your perspective seems to be more about self-validation than it does you know a, a social type of validation for the work that you're doing 
And I almost wonder if some of that maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe if some of it comes from just part of who you are, because um, you also did swim team. And yeah. I mean, I, I was there watching you one time. You <laughs> broke a record. <laughs> like you're 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 a very competitive person, um, not in like a dick way, but you know, you just you you want to be good at something that you're going to put the time into um, perfecting. It, it's your craft. It's your art. So, do you think that um, perhaps any of the extreme drive that you seem to have relative to other people comes from? you know, just something that you want to prove to yourself or is it more just seeking that gratification of, Hey, I made something really fucking cool. Um, well, not to get existential, but Hey, hey that's know. what we're here for. <laughs> Full vulnerability, man. We're all just, <laughs> I mean, we're all just pushing ourselves to make us feel like we're not just mistakes, man. Like, um, I, I do want to like push myself to places I haven't been. And I do want to make myself better, but um, it's all about finding that balance, you know, and I, maybe it comes from an ignorant way of looking at the world, but I want to do something different. Yeah, it seems ignorant and maybe it is, but I figure why not, why not go for it? Cause um, I mean, that's the way you get there is working hard, but I also want to, I also want to stay happy with myself. So yeah. even things, if they're not, even if I feel like I'm not progressing, I still got to check myself and make sure that i'm doing it for the right reasons you know so i'm making sure i'm happy with myself like happy with myself as a person absolutely and i think that one of the largest struggles you'll see with a lot of artists um is that there seems to be this kind of belief that if you're not you know suffering in some way it kills your creativity <laughs> yeah and i've experienced that i i know how that feels to suddenly feel much more happy with your life and where you are in life and then see a dramatic decrease in how creative you feel yeah. and, and what you're capable of creating. Yeah. I understand that. But, and, and I agree that there needs to be a balance between um, that and also just enjoying yourself. Yeah. So where, where in that balance do you find yourself usually? Um, it's, it definitely fluctuates. I think um, that's what, that's what a lot of America specifically is these days is it's hustle culture. Like yeah. you want to be happy. You're going to have to work for it which i don't believe like i don't either i do want to i want to prove to myself that i'm doing something worth doing by trying to push myself and make feel validated by other people but um i don't believe that's how you be happy i think being happy comes from relationships with other people mm -hmm. and your your uh your closeness with other people your way you interact but um i want to kind of expand that happiness and feel self-validated by having those those close relationships while also proving to myself that hey what you're doing is worth your time and i guess that's where a lot of it a lot of the trying to work hard comes in because i don't want to i really find myself not wanting to be one of those guys who is working all the time and cuts off family. I know there's a lot of hustle culture. Like you have to just cut off these friend groups for yeah. six months and just Be work towards people. Yeah, work super hard and then you'll get there. Like it's not like that. You you want the world to be a place where for other people. So you gotta you gotta be nice to people and lift each other up, not block each other out so you can stay focused. You don't you don't need to block people out to stay focused. You just need to you just need to remain consistent. That's it. Just consistently doing what you want and eventually someone will notice yeah and one of the really cool things about the whole creative community 
is that you have so many people from so many different places in life mm-hmm. who are creating so many different things. Yeah. But it shares this commonality of wanting to appeal towards enriching culture yeah. or, you know, having someone just see what you've created and be like, hey, that improved my day just a little bit. Like, yeah. that's something I enjoyed looking at. And I, I think that, um, especially when you start looking at politics or when you start looking at um, really high-end executive positions, people create this really weird relationship with money and power. And I've never been in a position to really understand where that's coming from, but I know it's a thing. And I think that's one really cool thing about um, the creative community is that it doesn't seem to, re- you know, everyone wants to be successful. Everyone would want to be famous in one way or another, depending um, on what they're into and what they want to make for other people to enjoy artistically. But um, it doesn't seem as centered around purely power and money. It's more about expression or proving like, hey, I can do really cool things. And that gratifies me. So, I mean, do you think that in your lifetime, you're going to be chasing more of an image of the ideal artist or of just the ideal happy person? Um, I do want the um, the artist thing. So I want to feel uh, artistically successful, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I do want that validation of the art community. But a lot of the art community is just, I mean, they're like, it's a lot of priding yourself on finding finding your purpose or finding some purpose of life and trying to be, it's kind of this fake surrealism. Like, yeah, it's a lot of just, yeah. Like, Oh, like fake woke culture. Like this is what I do. This is, <laughs> there, there is a lot of, I have this perspective life, yeah. on life. Like, no, you don't just, just be nice to each other. Like that's, and even though I'm hating a, a little bit on the photography community, it's, Overall, it's a super positive community. I can only think of a few times where I've gotten truly negative people tell me things. Yeah. Don't like thousand times over people say good things, even if they hate it. Like I look back at some of my stuff. I'm like, that's awful. Why would anyone tell me it's good? But people still do just because people are good. Yeah. So, yeah. Deep down, I think people want to support each other. Yeah. And when you can share something with someone like a sense of creativity it's easier to feel like you can reach out to them and say, Hey, I think you're doing a really yeah. good job. I really enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, so how do, how do you think we can bridge that gap between people that really don't see anything between themselves to share in common? And that's, that's, a, that's a question, particularly, <laughs> <laughs> particularly um, of these times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I think that's a, a problem with kind of a lot of our generation in general like i think for the majority gen z is a is an overwhelming overwhelmingly positive generation but there is a gap that we want to see in ourselves like we are different we are we're not like the other people we just we have all these problems we have all these differences which makes us not be able to connect with people my trauma was special yeah my trauma was special exactly and like, I understand that you're going through something, but everyone is. And that's exactly why it's not special. You got to, you, you gain a lot more from being nice to people and being positive than you do from thinking you're special, cutting yourself off and being negative. And that's where a lot of the connection comes from, I think, is just being overly positive with people and 
trying to build a culture that you can be proud to be a part of. Like there are, there's certain niches in the world like that are just super positive that like people know that if you're part of this group, you, you want to hang out with them. Like it's just, there's just cool groups of people. And I think that as a, as a generation as a whole, we can build a culture like that because it's obvious it can be done. So I almost wonder is when we celebrate art in general, not artists, but when we celebrate art in general, you know, typically the names you're going to remember are the people who made it big. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes they had to pass away before anyone recognized, you know, how valuable their art was. But what I wonder is, could we develop a culture where we feel more united under the fact that we're all equally mediocre <laughs> than, than being, you know, one yeah. of the few exceptionals? Yeah. Like... Like, um, I think there's a lot of like super weird things I've heard of, like weird, but good. Like if you've ever heard of the culture of, I don't know, I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head, rock climbing culture. Yeah. It's like, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Like rock climbers, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be good. You just, the fact that you do it puts you in a group that like people are super nice to each other. Yeah. And it goes even as shallow as like owning a Jeep. <laughs> there's the G, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. they're super nice to each other. They're, they don't know each other at all. Yeah. And I think, okay, overall, I do think art is headed in that direction. Like, oh, you're an artist. That's super cool. Like art used to not be a cool thing. Yeah. Let me support your stuff. Yeah. You wait, you make photos too. doesn't matter if you're good. The fact that you're out here doing it means that you care about something more than just being happy all the time. Cause that's not what art is. Just like you care about actually trying at something and that puts you in a group that you should feel like you belong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If art was happiness, no one would be an artist. Yeah. Yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> so with the stuff that you're doing now, um, do you see it? Is it helping you in your journey right now? Because it's a particularly odd time for us yeah. being in college, especially during a pandemic and you know, we don't even have job security yet. Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> or if we ever will. Yeah. So is it something that you find comforts you? Or is it something that you find pushes you further? Um, I think the lack of security overall, um, the pand pandemic has, you know, I can't attribute um, things that have happened that got lucky all the way to the pandemic, but I don't think I'd still be in Boise or have these opportunities with without it. So maybe it was for the better that you said. Yeah, and a lot of things happened. Like, there was only a few negative things that I can think of off the top of my head that really upset me about it. But for the most part, just kind of living every day and trying have that mentality of getting better and improving yourself is is kind of what gets you where you want to go. And I'm not saying I'm even close to where I want to go, but, you know, at least I have a start. And that's... Not all people can say that. Yeah, that's... And I... And everyone should be able to say that. That's and, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So uh, outside of art, what do you do to better yourself? Um, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to hop in the culture, but I'll say it. I, I like I like to work out. It's um, sure. yeah, I might not be that good at it, but I um, I always like the feeling of progressing. So, you know, I I love that saying if you're not progressing, you're digressing. Bro, you so, do CrossFit? <laughs> yeah, I do CrossFit. You know me. 
<laughs> no, but like, even if it's not art, like you can not be doing your life's passion and still be happy as long as you're making progress in some way. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, if you're not working out, maybe you're, maybe you're getting better grades in school and you're sacrificing that, but like, that's okay. Like as long as you're getting better somehow, you're, you're, you're headed in the right direction. Just keep, keep momentum in your life. That's what yeah. I'm saying. What if you were perfect though? Perfect? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? What if you were at a point in your life artistically and personally and uh, academically and professionally where you feel like you're at your peak? Like, what do you do from there when there's really not much more room to improve? I think that I will never get there and no one has ever gotten there. I agree with that. But theoretically, what would you do? If I were to get to that point? Yeah. I don't even know what it would feel like, honestly. Would it be like, the grand satisfaction that we all kind of delusionally think it would be? Or um, would it just be like, oh, it's another day? If I was like 40 and hit my peak and I felt like I was at my peak, like there's nowhere up from here, which don't think it ever happened. But theoretically, if that happened, um, I would say one of two things. You, you don't, You don't have a reason to live, like I don't think. Or... If you look at it from a lot more positive perspective, which I think a lot of people should be doing this anyway, mm. is use use your time and use your use what you've been blessed with to help other people, you know? Yeah. Like and when so, you reach the level of self-actualization and you go towards yeah. helping the your yeah. community, basically. The Maslow's hierarchy pyramid, yeah. Of yeah. well being, yeah. Maslow's uh, Maslow. Maslow. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Maslow's pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can be happy. Yeah. You can be happy, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> now share this with two friends of yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that um in a lot of ways I think that art and philosophy and generally speaking most of the humanities um let's just exclude stem from this idea <laughs> but let's excuse let's exclude my major from it um i think generally speaking you know it, it does take creativity to be in a position for any of those fields and I, I think that um when you progress in them it brings you a certain satisfaction that um that you can share these ideas with other people, not necessarily because you're trying to express yourself as, you know, most people say the art is for, but um, because you just want to contribute something. And, you know, it, I, I feel it's a little bit paradoxical because if you're wanting to contribute something to the world, you also have to, because, you know, that gives you gratification, then that also means that you're well aware of the fact that, you know, you're not going to be there forever. And that's part of what I think drives art so much. So how do you wrap your head around trying to contribute something to the humanities, but also knowing that, you know, no one's going to remember you in a couple hundred <laughs> of years, unless you're truly exceptional. No one is going to remember you. Yeah. So I don't know. Is, is that, um, is that understanding of our own, our, our own mortality, something that drives our creativity or is creativity something that they're like whispers in our ears that we just like sleep and then we get those and then we're like oh shit i have a new idea <laughs> like <laughs> the boogeyman gives you your ideas <laughs> no i think a lot of people have that self self-realization like 
oh, like, I actually don't matter. And then that's when they start actually trying. <laughs> but um, if you have that realization and you don't, I don't know, if you don't, if you make art knowing that maybe this, maybe this one outreach to better my, to make an impact on this world will last, like, that's not, that's not why you're doing, you're not, you're not trying to plan your what happens after your death while you're alive it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense that it's useless but you can't control it you can't control it so why do you i don't know why do you care you want to you want to help help the people around you so i think a lot of the movements say help future generations help all this and that's kind of a shift we've experienced in 2020 is no you got to help the you got to help the people around you the future people like forget about them like you people that you're around are going through going through stuff so just you know be be nice to them yeah if you're in a privileged enough position to be able to help someone just yeah, do it absolutely and, you know we say that we're gonna like check on our neighbors and yeah. stuff but it very rarely happens yeah i i there there's a certain compassion that i also think is required um of having that creative drive uh -huh. So, I don't do. Do you find that usually, when you're feeling extra creative, it it's you're thinking more in the long term, as in like, you know, in the same way that you would think that like, you know, I. I and sorry if I'm rambling. Like this stuff is really cool <laughs> to me. So like my brain is just trying to conceptualize this in a way verbally that can be communicated to another ape sitting across the table <laughs> from me. <laughs> um, but uh. You know, is, is it in the same way that uh you try to plan out maybe your death? that people try to contribute you know their own creativity and their love to this world um like like i guess what i'm asking is is that not necessarily something uh of substance like trying to give your love and your energy and your creativity to this world given that um you know and if you're doing that for the reason of making this world better after you leave it you know, you're not in control of that. So is that something that uh, you shouldn't even, is that a battle that you shouldn't even pick trying to make the future better? Or is it just the present moment that you're trying to make better? Um, you know, you want to be able to say the future because you want to, you want to hope for other people to have better things than you. But I do, I believe that like a lot of people that kindness is a, it's, um, it's a domino effect. So if we're, if we're able to figure out how to be, nicer to each other now and less less prejudice i guess because that is a big thing right now oh there's a ton then, of then it's um then it's gonna carry on other generations not civilizations but generations because yeah. um yeah it's contagious and we need that exactly and i think that we are fighting you know what your beliefs are depend but um I, I see it as we are fighting hundreds of thousands of years yeah. of barely conscious um, programming in our brain that says, hey, if you haven't met this guy, be super suspicious of him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tribalism, that's the way to go. Yeah. That's definitely the way to go, especially <laughs> in politics. Um, and we're fighting all this programming that's essentially fucked over our ability to really communicate <laughs> with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I wonder, like, when you have groups like the artistic community or you, you have these groups where people share something in common that allows them to, you know, bond over that, 
you know, is that just a result of us, you know, slowly overcoming our tribalism that makes us just want to be around people that are similar and make us feel safe? Or is that us kind of slipping back into tribalism? Like, what stage do you think we're at right now? I think, um, well, at first glance, I think I want to say that we're becoming more independent. Society is moving away from a, from a we culture. Like, you don't identify as a we anymore. You're you. You choose everything about your life. Like, that's, it's, things are just becoming more personalized. Individuality and, is being praised more. Yeah, and some people like it, some people don't. But, um, but I don't actually think people are becoming more individual. I think the problem with the the tribal thing was not that there was tribes. That's not that's just part of human nature, I believe. We're just social people who want social animals who just want to be with people who are also like us. Mm-hmm. But um I do think the problem was tribal culture in a sense of you're different than me. We don't get along. Mm-hmm. It's a it's should be become you want to be a part of our group? Okay, you can. Like you're in something, you're different than me. That's okay. We just have our own things. And it's not a, tribal culture in itself isn't a problem or that mentality isn't a problem. I don't think so at all. I think that's just mm-hmm. part of how we are. I think the problem is excluding others because they're different from you. Yeah. Well, within tribal culture itself, um, you know, you're allowed to experience an extremely condensed, rich culture around you with the people that you consider your family who you know, are basically living with you your entire life. And I almost wonder if um, part of the tortured artist stereotype is a result of being ripped away from that close culture that you have with others. Like, is it is the reason we feel so isolated because we're trying to move away from something that we've been programmed, our brains have been programmed to rely on for survival? Yeah, I think... I think it's hard for a lot of people to process the fact that if other people are different from you, that's okay. Yeah. And it's a battle of, of you're different, but that's okay with me. And um, there's nothing that, there's nothing that I want to change about that. Like you're okay to be you. And some people still don't feel comfortable with that. And um, once you realize that it doesn't really affect you, like it'll be okay. I I think think consciously the vast majority of people understand that, you know, it's totally cool. If you're different from me, I don't have a problem with you. But I think that, you know, subconsciously we're still fighting these, Mm -hmm. these urges to hate. Definitely. Yeah. And what I like about art and what you're talking about earlier about how it's overwhelmingly positive uh, feedback that you get from people. I feel like that's not an example of people bullshitting you just to be kind or supportive when they didn't need to be. I think that comes from a genuine place of care and empathy and understanding of, you know, this person is expressing whatever through this and i think it's really cool mm-hmm. i don't know uh what would what would you rather see would you rather see a world where people are you know maybe not inclusive of everybody but it allows them to continue to express themselves um you know throughout cultures um with their art or would you rather see like a, a giant um a giant pot of cultures where 
are issued freely between all those. If that makes sense. Um, I would say, I want to say the second one, mm. but I do want the individuality between cultures. And I do think that um, the idea of a melting pot in the sense that we all get along is super good. But um, I think a greater community would be a community of people who are all different, who have their different groups, but we all contribute part of something. And we can respect our differences. Yeah, and I and I think that separation is an awesome thing because I'm so glad not everybody does art because I would definitely not be the best. Some people, yeah. <laughs> some people are way harder workers. Like, imagine. Imagine a STEM major or a, or a professional athlete deciding they want to do Imagine art. Imagine Mike Tyson than me. Yeah. going full in with his creative juices. Yeah, I would have no chance because these people work harder than me. And that's really all where it comes from is just consistency. So I'm so glad we all have these separate things or else, you know, we wouldn't, we would all start to like the same things. And it's good that we like different things and don't like some things, but it's not a reason to exclude other people. Exactly. When... You find yourself having a moment of inspiration. Do more of your better ideas come from that or do they tend to be because of hard work and continued effort? No. So I think a lot of what I do is like editing and technical work. Mm -hmm. And that comes from consistently hard, like just doing it every day, making sure that I'm getting better every day. But, um, but as far as inspiration goes, I think it comes from just seeing something and deciding you want to do that so art inspires art no one i am a firm believer that no idea is original like absolutely it, it's yeah. it's taken from very yeah. rarely is there a purely original idea yeah and i um yeah and i definitely think that a lot of it comes from me seeing other people's work and being like wow i want to do that so i'm going to push myself to be at that level and when i find this level i'm going to find a new one so Using other people as kind of judgments on your own work is seen as like a bad thing or seen as copying or whatever. But I see it as like, that's how we get better mm -hmm. is learning how someone else did something, doing exactly what they did and then find someone else and doing the exact same thing because eventually those things will add up. Mm -hmm. So for you, consuming other people's art and work feeds into your own ability to create your own stuff inspired partially by it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't, I always do things that pretty much everything I do, I've seen done before, but a little differently. Yeah. And you can add your own spice to it. Yeah. And you know, you don't want it to be too derivative or uh, blatantly um, plagiarizing what someone mm -hmm. else is doing, but you know, it's okay to have a rendition of someone else's work that has your personal flavor to it. Mm -hmm. Um, when you see other people kind of ripping other people off, like, is that something you start feeling like personally involved in as in like you get pissed off about it or is it just like, eh, okay, it's just an uncreative person, you know, taking advantage of this. When I see people stealing work, that that's a little frustrating. Yeah. But when I see super similar work or work that's done in the exact same way and I can see the process was the same. I don't get upset at all okay. because I, um, I think everybody knows. Mm -hmm. I think everyone kind of has a sense that you're getting that from somewhere. I don't know where, but you did it well. Congratulations. You learned it. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember, do you remember Marcelo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was, I remember there was a picture 
that uh, Ian took of me in Kuna Caves. <laughs> and uh, he did this like really cool edit where he learned how to like make these like neon like uh, polygons and stuff. And it was, it was I super know exactly cool. what you're talking about. <laughs> and then, so it was, it was like me inside this like triangle and he put a lot of effort into this. And then Marcelo took that photo. He pasted himself over me through Photoshop, changed the color scheme basically by just inverting it. In the same cave? <laughs> In the same, it was the exact same photo. Okay, okay, that's that's messed up. <laughs> but if he were to go to some place and make a neon triangle and then put it over his album, that's fine. Yeah, and but it like, wasn't even Ian's original idea. He got it from someone else and he learned, he put the effort to learn how to do it. Yeah, if you learn how to do it, then you're improving. But if you're starting without the process then you're not really respecting what it took to get there exactly there's that's that. hilarious I, that's so funny <laughs> i i knew ian felt really upset about it but i think you know in the aftermath of it him and i talked and it was more funny than anything that else was hilarious yeah <laughs> so i i think that's where the ego starts coming yeah. back in because you know you can definitely see where you know it can be you can be easily offended if you know you're blatantly ripped off yeah um so that that's one of the that's what I find particularly cool about art compared to any other type of expression of someone's conscious. It allows a certain amount of that person's own personality to be put into it. Uh -huh. So like, I mean, I know that there's a lot of like academic people out there who write papers and stuff and get super ripped off when anyone else has like a similar idea. Uh, apparently, there's like a lot of sabotage and um, e egotism in the academic community. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't feel that way because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a conceptual idea. And, you know, if you understand it, you understand it. But art, there's something different. There's something special to the way that you approach making cool shit for other people. Yeah. And it feels like someone ripped off your personality yeah. when they ripped off a piece of art that you yeah. had. Have you ever had that happen to you or have you been lucky so far? Um. So I don't actually have that many followers on Instagram. It's like a lot of people have crazy amounts and then they get ripped off all the time, obviously, because people... Yeah. People see wanna, big accounts and they're like, oh, I want to be like them. make them. Yeah, but... No, there's been a few times where I've like somebody sent me something from some page and it's just mine but with extra contrast and saturation. Oof. And I'm like, oh, that's a little weird, but okay. And but like seeing people, I've never heard this about myself yet, but I hope to someday that somebody sees something I made and says, I want to make something like that. Yeah. And then makes their own artwork based on something I did. That would be super cool. Mm -hmm. I would I don't know if I'm there yet that good enough yet but um i know i've done that for other people and i would i would feel happy for myself and for them if i heard about me so i don't have a problem with that would you see someone else's work inspired by your work as an extension of you and your uh efforts or would it be something that you would completely give them credit for uh i would give i would give them credit especially if they changed it enough that it made it theirs so mm. I watched a YouTube video recently about the phases of a photographer, like the phases you go through to get to where you are. And Depression, I'll... acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. But no, one of the phases was the watermarking phase. <laughs> you know? I remember that. <laughs> yeah, everyone goes through that. And you think, this this is prolific. I'm a watermark it. And mm -hmm. then you do. And then you look back and be like, no one was going to steal that. And... I don't know. I think now I would be more happy if someone did a similar technique as me 
that they saw on my page because I probably got that technique from someone. It's just the expansion of the our world. And then eventually they're going to think of an idea, make the technique better. And now it's a whole new thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just, that's just how it works. And I, in my head, I would be happy to see something like that. Absolutely. Um, the art that you create, actually, you know what, let, let's, let's get away from the art for a little bit and dig yeah. into you. So, I mean, you've been here, you've grown up in Boise all your life, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And, you know, we know where you want to go professionally, um, academically, we know where we're going. Uh-huh. So let's look at your past. Like, who are you? Who were you? Who was I? Man, I don't even know. I think about that sometimes. And I guess I didn't get, luckily, I didn't get existential until after I had thought about thought about art and thought about photography and been doing it for a little while. And I can only imagine how hard that, I know a ton of people go through that. And that's where a ton of depression comes in. Like that's where I think a lot of it comes from is, I mean, I'm not sure I, I'm not depressed, but mm-hmm. like, like getting, getting to a point in your life where you're like, Oh wait, what am I doing? Like getting to that point. I've thought about that with, um, yeah, with photos before and I think, Oh, I just, I'll just keep doing this. I'll just, it'll be okay. But if you don't have that consistency to hold, hang on to, like, I can't even imagine like how hard that must be. And I know a ton of people go through that. I, I think for sure, you know, that makes sense with, with the perspective that you have on art where it, it would make sense that you got into the process of creating cool stuff before feeling like you needed to create cool yeah. stuff. Um, exactly just, just from the perspective that you have with it and i almost wonder if is part of the reason why a lot of art um comes off as kind of superficially existential because it's a result of yeah, not dude. really being passionate is, is it just because people um fake woke man fake woke. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it just because um people are at a point in their life where they feel like they need to express themselves rather than it's something that they actually want to do it's like a drive that they have that's meditative rather than it is something that they're really passionate about um like where does fake where, where does fake wolf fake, fake woke, woke culture come from um mac miller said this in an interview once but cynicism isn't wisdom like yeah. you can think that you know a lot about the world because you're because you are like upset with something and you and you think you know a lot and you like fake woke and hustle culture i think that's where a lot of it comes from it's just like trying to find your reason on this earth and um yeah if you if you're trying to let other people know that you found your reason so you're telling them their reason like like work hard and it'll be good or fake woke like nothing means anything anyway like mm-hmm. i think a lot of that comes from somebody who's having a hard time trying to find their own their own path anyway because like exactly yeah i yeah. don't think we're above this either like no, I remember, i'm not <laughs> saying that i don't even i don't know anything i we're we're apes we're monkey yeah. brains I, I remember going through my own stage where you know like the watermarking stage yeah you know, i had my own stage where um I think that the reason that I got into art was probably a mixture between, uh, you know, the need for creating something mm-hmm. that will you know, kind of help me meditate on what I'm going through at the moment. Yeah. 
Um, it was a mixture of that and also, you know, the same feeling of like, wow, I created something really cool. Yeah. And like, I actually enjoy watching this myself and I can only hope that other people would too. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I remember I, I had my own time where, you know, Instagram column or Instagram captions yeah, where dude. it would be like, uh, you know, this is what I think on this. You should believe in my opinion. Yeah. And I've done nothing. that. I've done yeah. that so many times. Like <laughs> I think everyone does. No, like I know this caption is going to be deep. It's going to rock someone's world. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you know, maybe, maybe it genuinely did. You never really maybe. know. Yeah. But I, I think that's just part of the process of coming to terms with who we are and where we stand in this world. And I think that especially for, you know, as young as we are, mm-hmm. I, I think that's especially natural for us. Just, you know, we're still trying to find, I'm probably never going to know my place in this yeah, world. Man. It's too fucking big. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, you know, we're on our way there. Yeah. And I, yeah, that happens to me all the time. Like most things in life and in school, I'm like, wow, I am actually terrible at this. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I'm actually a fucking idiot. And so <laughs> when I found something that I get some like decent feedback about, I just hang on it to it for dear life because maybe i found purpose in this world so Mm. yes it's a lot of it's a lot of the feedback thing you were saying earlier like i don't i don't want to feel like i'm that i have no place so i just hang on to something that people tell me i'm good at so maybe i feel like i am woke (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and what you just mentioned about um you know kind of not wanting to leave your home in a sense with art in particular I've, i've noticed that I'm scared sometimes to go into new places Mm -hmm. like photography. I'm probably best at that from what I've done. I've tried videography too. That was a bit of fun, but I'm certainly not as good at it. Um, But you know, those were for the longest time, the only two areas of art that I really allowed myself to explore because I felt afraid enough that I would just absolutely suck ass Mm -hmm. if I tried to move into something else Yeah, that, you know, I wasn't necessarily looking for validation from other people, but like, I didn't even like what I was creating for myself. Yeah. And, you know, with this whole podcast thing, like, I am not the best interviewer. <laughs> I, I am not even the best person in general or even for the specific yeah. job. <laughs> but what I do know is that I have a genuine passion for the stories that people have to share uh-huh. and who they are. And, you know, I know that in my own artistic lens that this is something I want to share with people. And it's something that I feel like, you know, whether or not I'm the best equipped for it, I might have a unique uh, perspective to place on it uh-huh. through like asking questions. Absolutely. And stuff. Yeah. Even if I'm sucking ass sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it just happens. <laughs> and I think, yeah, that's, that's how I got into it is I think I was just super ignorant. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was just like, I'm awesome at this. Are you joking? <laughs> like, oh, fucking God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm great at this. You should love it too. And then I look back, I'm like, oh my, like I would have made fun of me. Mm-hmm. It's not even hard, but I think a lot of it is just ignorance that, you know, worked out. (laughs) (laughs) It just worked out somehow. Yeah. So respond to this. This came from uh, Ian, and I think that it's one of the best things that he's – there's two things, actually, that he's told me that I really appreciate. One of them, um, talking specifically about art, was just put it out there, even if it's shit. Yeah. And – I've come to embrace that philosophy um, because, you know, it's really easy to be your worst Mm -hmm. critic and never put anything out, even if it's actually good. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing he said is it's all a process, which I thought about at many points in my life where, you know, that's just what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. So 
Uh, what's your perspective? Uh, do you agree with those um, that with the idea of, you know, it's all a process mm-hmm. and just put it out there? Or do you think that, um, you know, there's a certain threshold of uh, of quality that it has to reach uh-huh. before you present to the world your art and also before you present to the world who you really are? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kyle is the one who who said it right. It's like consistency over quality every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, like things I want to get better at. Like I've been practicing boxing. I've been trying to get like decent at it. That's awesome. And, and I, and I maybe think I'm good, but I might be not. But if I'm doing it every single day, at some point, this is, I mean, this is what happened to me with photography. I think I'm good. And then like a year later, I think I'm actually not that good. I see people who are just like insanely good. I thought it'd be easy to get here, but it's not. And then I'm like, well, I'm already this far in, like might as well just like, keep going Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the ignorance i talk about is consistency over quality every time and that feeds into what you're talking about like always put stuff out there like even if it's not your best the fact that you're realizing it's not your best is the best thing it's an important asset the fact that you realize it's not your best work is good but you still need to produce it because consistency over quality every time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh neil degrasse tyson uh once said i think it was just an interview um it might have been an interview on cosmos i don't remember but uh he said that the most horrific thing to him is the fact that we don't even know yet how much we don't know yeah yeah man (laughs) (laughs) and like what you're talking about where like you know you first get into something it's like hey i'm picking this up quicker than i thought i'm fucking great at this yeah man and then you realize oh <laughs> yeah like, like i'm actually not that good this game yeah the, the, <laughs> this is I was ready for a one miler. This is a fucking marathon. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I almost feel that with our desire to express something unique, whether it's we're trying to express ourselves or just something unique that we're capable of creating, um, you know, I think some of it's definitely the result of you know putting it out there because we're too ignorant to realize that like oh God, like this actually is not adding much of anything. But then again, you know, some of the greatest artists have always thought that, um, that their own work was trash. Yeah. And um, like one of those I'm thinking of is Van Gogh, incredibly unpopular, not successful at all um, during his lifetime. And then afterwards, you know, people found his art and they're like, holy shit, this is insane. I love this. Yeah. And I don't know. Is it more important to create cool shit for the sake of creating it or to create cool shit for the sake of other people um that's territory man that i don't even think i know like i make it because i like it Mm. and um i know i'm making it like i might be working on a project for somebody but it's honestly just because i like it like it's not it's technically for somebody but if we're really looking at it it's just for myself because you know i wouldn't be doing photography at all because it wouldn't be a job if i was making stuff purely for myself but i mean you could pay yourself but you gotta run out of money real quick yeah (laughs) yeah so we're always looking for some real world application so some gallery has to accept it some some person somewhere has to accept it in order for us to feel validated but um overall i feel like i make i make the art for my own validation 
That's awesome. Yeah. Did you enjoy yourself? Did I enjoy myself? Yeah. During this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm glad you're there. There you man. go, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it was a really cool conversation. Thank you so much. I think that you are one of the most creative people that I've ever met. Thanks, man. And the amount of drive that you have in doing the art that you do is insane. And not just art, man. I know we focus mostly in this conversation about, you know, your artistic uh, endeavors, but you do so much other really cool <laughs> shit. And you're genuinely a really dope guy to be around. You have a really positive energy to you that I appreciate. And I think that, you know, getting the opportunity to, you know, explore a bit of your mind on this project has been really cool. So thank you for joining us. I love you. No homo. I love you too, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of the day and I hope you do as well. Definitely.